Nimdari here. Thank you for watching. Please, please, begging you, like, subscribe, buttons below. Click, click, share, tell your friends. The more you do, the more I grow, the more I can bring you. Have a great day. Welcome, everybody, to another episode of Grinds My Gears. My name is Ashton, and thank you for joining me for what's going to be a really fun episode. So before we get started, please log on to www.ashtonimdarimma.com and use discount code BROWNPRIVILEGE to get yourself 10% off of some fine-looking gear like that. Also, ashtonimdarimma.com has just released their new Nutrition Plus program, so if you're looking to get custom meal plans and all of that included with personal training online, log on to www.ashtonimdarimma.com. That new program is out now. So give it a shot, check it out, and if you're looking to increase your fitness to another level, your aesthetic, and your lifestyle in general, that is a great program for you. Also, this episode is brought to you by Rebecca Godfrey Artistry. Rebecca Art Godfrey Artistry is an art and design brand that makes custom art. She also does, does commissions and a bunch of other stuff. Check out her amazing artwork at www.rebeccagodfreyartistry.com. Use or sorry, if you sign up for her newsletter, you get 10% off your first purchase. So that's an awesome deal as well. Anyway, here we go. So, for those of you who pay attention to me on social, uh, the last couple weeks we have gotten I've gotten some requests to do some of my old school stuff. So, for those who don't know, this thing kind of got started when I would just do rants randomly when I went for a run at the start uh, of 2020, late 2019. Um, so we're going to go back to rants. We're not interviewing anybody today. We're going to be ranting on certain things. And this time I decided to put some posts out, uh, posts out and get some feedback from people and see what other people wanted me to rant about and talk about. And I want to thank everybody for the responses, they were overwhelming. Lots of DMs uh, of things that annoy people. And it was actually really great to see people engaging with it, uh, with the show and, and enjoying what I do. And um, so thank you again. And so we're going to get to some today. I might not get to all. There's a whole bunch. I have a whole list here uh, I, that we created on my, uh, on my phone from everybody's requests. And... Why I like this uh, rant format and why I'm going to keep doing it is because it actually, sometimes um, I can be a voice for some people. They have things that annoy them, that bug them, that are troubling them, that's going on in the world, or just just things that piss them off. And to hear someone talk about it and make fun of it or just speak the truth sometimes helps people it helps people get through their day sometimes so i'm going to do it it's going to be fun uh we're going to have some fun doing it we're going to talk some shit and it's going to be a good time i'm going to do them more often now i'm going to rely on you all everybody who's listening everybody who's watching everybody's paying attention to give me what what bothers you and we'll talk about it because that's that's what grinds my gears is about so there was one evident topic that was coming up from uh, people sending me messages, and uh, it's hard to ignore. It's hard to miss it, hard to ignore it, and uh, it's quite evident based on the way the world is going on. I think 
for those of you who are listening, those of you who are watching, you know exactly what I'm talking about, what topics I'm going to nail on first. And um, there was a lot of them. So I had to, and there were a lot of them that were very similar. So I narrowed it down into a few uh, that were on the same topic, and I'm going to cover them all right now first um, as we get started. Um, so here we go. So what grinds our gears? And there's obviously a worldwide uh, pandemic going on. And that's been going on for the last 16 months. Man, more. 18. Jesus Christ. It's been so long that you, you lost time. You lost track of time and things are... Well, I could say, you know, we thought it was bad in 2020. Um, things are taking uh, a turn for the absolute worst, in my opinion. Now, what I want to say first, sorry, I just got to get my list here of the, the topics you guys selected. What I wanted to touch on first is that every single day we wake up, we log on to social, we go on, check on the news, some of us check on news, and we see, you know, COVID. COVID, it's everywhere. It's all that's being talked about. It's it's on the mind of everybody. It's out in every media. It's on social media. It's everywhere. It's hard to ignore. It's a fact that it's going on in life right now. And um, to be quite honest with you, what's going on in the world around us everywhere has almost nothing to do with the virus anymore <clears throat> it has nothing to do with the virus anymore um, this has turned into uh something that was about something before to was about covid at the start everyone was was legitly concerned about it and we've gone into something completely different now we're talking about rights freedoms um you know people being forced to do things they don't want to do and you know so these are all topics i'm going to cover right now so the very first one that was the, the that popped up the most occasion um on most occasions was you know you know the shot you know the vax i'm not going to say it so much because you know youtube flag stuff when you talk about the you know you say that but what I'm going to say is um, I've been getting a lot of messages. People wanted me to express my opinion or express uh, what is actually the majority opinion about, you know, getting the jab and what's going on, especially in Canada right now, in Ontario, Canada. For those of you listening overseas, Ontario, Canada, um, the government is making vaccines for certain jobs positions mandatory um now this is a tricky 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 thing because as someone who's self-employed it doesn't really affect me it doesn't affect me at all and um i want to say first of all before i even start ranting about this subject people are going to be like well you know did you did you not it's none of your fucking business you don't need to know whether i have gotten it or i haven't that's my personal information that i'm not going to share and i don't think 
anybody, anywhere, should have to share that information. Because, you know, before this, you didn't go into an office and sign a, sign up for a job and sign a contract. At least I know I didn't because I didn't work for myself ever. And I didn't have to declare any of my medical information. Any of it. And now we are forcing people to choose between taking something and working for a living. I want you to think about that. Either do this or you don't have a job. Do something that might affect your health that you freely didn't choose to do maybe or you don't have a job. I want you to think about how silly that sounds and I want you to take yourself back 18 months ago when if you said that you would be, you know, you would be in a lot of shit because people would attack you for a lot of human rights violations, civil rights violations and violations in general, like workplace harassment even. And that would be considered not but 18 months ago. <clears throat> um, and like I said, this doesn't affect me directly i don't have a dog in this race um it doesn't affect me but it does affect a lot of the people i care about and a lot of the people i talk to on a daily basis and a lot of people i see a lot of people i work with or uh are clients of mine it it it, it affects them and it affects their lives and it's stress and it's just it, <sighs> I'm having a hard time coming up with words to describe how um, ridiculous it is. It's ridiculous that in this day and age we have to be arguing about something like that. And, and let me tell you why, why it's ridiculous. Um, over this last week, I had the privilege of listening to one of the most, in my eyes, influential podcasts and stories that I've ever listened to. What it was, was it was a woman named Yamoni Park. She is a North Korean, and this was an interview that she did on the Joe Rogan Experience. Now, um, I would like everybody who is listening to me or who just wants to hear something life impactful to listen to that podcast this woman in my opinion is an absolute beast an absolute someone who should be getting a lot more attention and we should be listening to her message a lot more than we are because if we were listening to her and we were listening to the message and the warning signs that she was giving prior to this interview she did with joe we would be we wouldn't be in this position right now. We wouldn't be arguing about um, vaccinations. We wouldn't be arguing about uh, rights or anything. We wouldn't because she has lived the worst possible life I could imagine for me or for my child. She has lived it. She has gone through it and she has survived and she has lived to tell the story. And she told the story in the Joe Rogan experience. And I'm a pretty manly man. I would. Well, the far uh, lefties would consider me a toxic male, but I'm a manly fucking man. And when I was listening to her stories, I can honestly say I 
te- I, I got choked up quite a few times listening to the experiences this woman had to go through living in North Korea. Unhuman conditions. Unhuman and it was just wrong and it was it was terrible. It, you have to listen to it for yourself. It was it, it might sound cheesy and corny when I said that it was life changing. It was life changing because it changed my perspective. Within a matter of a week my perspective changed. Everything that we are experiencing right now in North America, in the Western world, in the Western civilization, everything we are experiencing right now is the infancy stages of what happened to this woman in North Korea. We are on a terrible path as a society, as people, and in our thought process, and it's scary. It's very scary for me, but not for me, Personally, not for, I know I can handle this. There's no doubt I can handle this. It's scary for our kids, our children, our youth, our teens that have to go through this and watch this develop before their eyes. And then when they get older, deal with the repercussions that we have done as the older people. Everything that we are doing right now leads to a path very similar to that of China and that of North Korea. Yamani talks about it extensively in that podcast. And I just, I have to tell you, it's a life-changing interview. You need to go listen to it. When you listen to that interview, you will realize the small things that are happening here and what they lead to. And I'll outline some of those now. The small things. Well, let's go with the first one that we were just talking about, the mandation of vaccines, of of getting a jab, mandating it, okay? Telling people you have to. No longer giving a choice, taking away choice in some instances. For example, Air Canada, fuck Air Canada, telling the employees they don't have choice or you get fired and many other businesses are tracking along that same very tight rope now we are getting some pushback i know the toronto police services union pushed back the tdc union pushed back and hell i hate unions but this is the one time i'm actually happy they're doing something to stand up for workers okay um Telling people what to do has never worked out well for anybody. Anybody. Mandating and saying, hey, you have to do this or else has never worked in the history of humanity. It's never worked. It might temporarily work with threats and stuff like that, but eventually people get tired. And what's happening right now, and people who are reaching out to me and saying, Ashton, what do we do? What do I do? I don't know what to do. And I'm. it's hard for me to tell people what to do. When you have people trying to say, you need to do this or you lose your livelihood. I want those business owners who are telling people to do that to you know, flip the script. Say that was you. How would you feel? You need to do something and put something into your body that you nece- don't necessarily need. Not all of us need that. Not all of us want that. 
not all of us can tolerate that. We might have some medical condition. And then now we're, you know, you're forcing people to declare those medical conditions or else, or, or they get fired. If they don't declare that I can't get the, the jab, I'm going to get fired, even though it's a personal issue. The mandates that are coming out seem to also be quite convenient. And what I say by that is um, we had read a few day, about a few weeks ago that I think in either the first or the second week of September, the emergency use authorizations were coming to an end. So it came quite convenient that Pfizer got their emergency approval last week or the, the approval last week and also came quite was quite convenient that nearing the end when the uh, authorization was coming up well all the mandates from the companies came at the same time didn't they they're about to lose ground they were about to lose ground on us on the population and so they flipped the script one more time so instead uh it was the last minute effort why didn't these mandates come out before why didn't they come out months and months and months ago they all came at the same time you don't think it was you think it was just coincidence that one company after another just started announcing different sort of uh policies that they all just start calling each other and saying hey you did it yesterday thanks okay i'm gonna take no no, no, it was convenient because time was running out. And I know this for a fact. It was on the government of Ontario's website. It was on their website that the emergency use authorization was expiring in September. It, it was on there. It's public knowledge. It's not. I'm not making it up. This isn't a fact-checking moment. This is just public knowledge. Okay? So it's not. A, it shouldn't have come to a surprise that, coincidentally, this all happened. Because it was going to. Um, making a mandate for people to do something against their own will is beyond fucking bonkers. And, you know, I could yell and I could scream about it. But I'm not. Because, you know what? I'm not worried. I'm not worried at all. And neither should you if you're in a position where you might lose stuff. Um, now, I'm going to say this and... You're going to, you know, some people might be like, what the fuck, Ashton? That's not, you know, that's not great. But sometimes to achieve greater things in life, we need to lose stuff. And, uh, you know, for athletes, it might be losing a competition or losing a fight or losing, you know, uh, getting a major injury. And for other folks, it might be losing your job. Um, there was a good friend of mine who I was talking to this week, who works in the medical field, and obviously medical uh, professionals and, and medicine uh, and hospitals, they're mandating it as well. And he told me he was talking to his wife uh, the other night, and he said that they might, he told his wife, babe, I might have to get fired. And the reason being is because as he works in the medical medical field, he was on the front line. He wasn't in the emergency rooms, but he worked in the hospital. He saw everything that was going on. It wasn't what they were telling us. It wasn't the same thing that they were saying. It wasn't what the media was portraying. It wasn't at all. He saw it. He was working there. He, that's what he's done for 25 plus years. 
25 years service. And now they're telling him he has to do something or he will possibly get laid off. And so, you know what he said to his wife? I might have to get laid off. And you know what I said to him? I said, brother, you know what? I'm not going to tell you what to do. But if you don't stand for something now, you'll never stand for anything. And I don't want to be 10 years down the road. And I told I told this to him. I told it to him. I don't want you to be 10 years down the road and, you know, your son or your daughter is being told what to do and they come to you and say, Daddy, 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 this person's telling me what to do and I don't want to do it, but I feel like I have to because they're pressuring me, they're pressuring me so much and I have to do something I don't want to do. And what are you going to tell your kid at that point? Go on, I'll wait. What are you, what are you going to tell them? You're going to tell them, well, Daddy buckled under the pressure, people just kept, you know, do, do it, do it, do it, do it, do it. No. You're not going to tell them that. That's embarrassing. No no father wants to tell their kids that. A father wants to tell their kids, I stood up for what I believe in, son or daughter. I, I stood up for myself. This is our set beliefs and values on this certain topic and opinion. And I stuck to it. And I put my foot in the sand. And I said no. And you know what? I can live every day of my life knowing that I did that and be happy. And that's what I would say to anybody who has reached out to me to say, what can I do? Well, what can you can do is put your foot down, put it in there, plan it hard, and say, this is what I fundamentally believe about this topic, about this situation, about these mandates. This is what I believe. And you know what? I'm entitled to that as a human being, as a Canadian when I was born, when I had when I moved here or immigrated and got my citizenship, I was entitled to express my opinion period. And I'm entitled to my beliefs and I'm entitled to say these things and I'm entitled not to do something I don't want to do. There's not a goddamn fucking thing you can do about it. And that's for everybody who reached out to me saying, what can we do about these mandates? That's what you can do. Because let me tell you something. Let me tell you something right now. You have people like me, and I'm not going to disclose my status because it's nobody's fucking business. But you have people like me who I would classify myself as a freedom fighter. Do I believe everything that's going on? Do I believe that there's a disease? Yes, because I had it. Me and my wife contracted it. And it wasn't a minor case. It wasn't asymptomatic. You know, I felt it. You know, it's a real thing. But at the same time, I see what's going on in the world. And when, you know, I started this and I started to do uh, podcasts and started to talk to people, it, you know, things started opening up for me and people started to reach out to me and they say they love the things I'm doing, the risks I'm taking, the way I'm putting myself out there. They couldn't imagine themselves doing it, and they're thankful that I'm doing it and speaking up for uh, being a voice for other people. And, and that's what I'm going to do right now. And that's what I'm going to say is people, they can do whatever you want. These, in my opinion, are just jabs to the face. They're just little jabs. This is what the government is doing. This is what politics is doing right now. They're just jabbing, 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 jabbing. Now, you can either keep your guard up and block some of those jabs. You can parry some of them jabs. You can move out of the way, slip, 
or you can put your face right in front of the jabs. But you know what? If you put your face right in front of the jabs, you're going to get jabbed and it's going to bust you up. And for some people out there right now, it's busting you up. And what I got to tell you right now is you got to start moving. You got to start thinking. You got to start standing your ground. You got to start moving your head, bobbing and weaving. I'm using the fighting analogy because I fight and it, it comes naturally to me. But that's what you got to do. Eventually, you're going to have to stop taking punches and you have to punch back. And when I say that, I don't mean that in a violent way. I mean that in an intellectual way, an intellectual way. So you have to start using your brain and start thinking about why they're doing these things. What is it for? And I come back and I circle back to Yamoni Park and her podcast. And when it comes down to what's going on across the pond, across the world in North Korea, it's all about control. What's going on in China, it's all about control. What's going on in North America is all about control. How much can I tell you to do with you listening and not saying no? And up until this point, Canada, we have pretty much sat there and said, come on, keep jabbing, keep jabbing, keep jabbing, I'll take it. And we've taken it all. Every one of us, each and every one of us, I'm guilty in some parts too. We have sat there and taken it all. And you know what? Some people are getting fucking tired because it's going too far. It's going way too far. And you know what? And I'm going to, I'm not even done on this because, you know, you guys sent a lot of stuff about the same stuff. And then, uh, you know, this war on, you know, people who have gotten the jab and people who haven't. So. I'm going to post it up in this corner right here, this picture from the Toronto Star. That was published, let me give you the exact date, that was published on August the 26th, Thursday, August the 26th. And the headline on the article reads, I'm going to read it for you, I'm going to read it right off my phone here. If an unvaccinated person catches it from someone who is vaccinated, boo-hoo. Too bad. I have no empathy left for the willfully unvaccinated. Let them die. I honestly don't care if they die from COVID, not even a little bit. Unvaccinated patients do not deserve ICU beds. And then it continues. Let that sink in for a second. Now, if you're any rational human being if you're any Canadian that I have come across you know that that was the most un-Canadian thing ever written by a newspaper in the last 32 years that's as long as I've been fucking alive that's the most un-Canadian thing ever written in a fucking newspaper and I'm not even gonna fight I'm not even gonna look who the journalist is who wrote that because you are a piece of of absolute shit. You don't deserve your name to be even spoken to. The fact that the Toronto Star would even publish hate speech like that is beyond uncomprehendable. And anybody who endorses that, fuck you too. This is people, we, we, we started this pandemic and everyone was like, we're all in this together. We're all in this together, everybody. We're all in this together. Let's do the right thing. Let's flatten the curve two weeks. 
18 months later, let them die. Think about that. We are now at the point where we have media printing and trying to influence other people that we should let other Canadians die. Let just let them die. Meanwhile, in America, 13 service members got fucking killed last week because of a bullshit decision by the president. And fucking Americans are fucking mad because their own people died. Meanwhile, we're here in Canada letting newspapers say, let Canadians die. If that doesn't piss you the fuck off, I don't know what will. You have a newspaper in Toronto saying other fellow countrymen should die because they made a choice. Well, what did the choice about those service members made? They made a choice to go help their country and they died too. And I'm sure our service members would do the fucking same for our country. And you want fellow Canadians to let them die? ICU beds should only be available for those who got the jab? Well, newsplash, motherfucker, I pay taxes too. Now, so do everyone else. Anyone who pays taxes is entitled to those ICU beds. Sick or not sick, that's what public health care is. That's what we have. That's what Canada was built off of. And the fact that the Toronto Star publishes that and it's not being flagged for hate speech. The very thing our government, it's in charge, the federal government is against. They are against hate speech. They don't want hate speech. They put in Bill C-10 to ban hate speech. Well, there it is, bitch. It's right in front of you. Printed on the fucking paper. You can't delete that. That's printed. That's been sent out. That's all over the place. There's your hate speech. Why is no one going to jail? Why is no one being fired? Why is that newspaper not being fined for wishing death upon other fellow Canadians? Now, I share different opinions from everybody else. Other people share different opinions from everybody. Everybody has a fucking opinion. But that never, that it ever occurred to me that because somebody has a different opinion than me or somebody made a choice different than me, they should die. I like to fight people. I like to punch them in the face. But never in my entire career of doing it that I want that person not to go back home to their family. Think about that. I know so many people who do the same thing I do and they would say the exact same thing. There's not a day they wake up where they, they, they want to win. They want to inflict damage because that's the sport. But they never want to hurt that person so they can never go back to their family. And this is exactly what this newspaper is printing. They're saying that if you contract a virus because you made a choice not to do something, then you should die. And I mean, I can go on for on and on about this. Because it's so wrong and it's so un-Canadian. And it's so ridiculous. And the fact that I even have to put a podcast out and say it to bring more attention to it. And why it's not everyone. You know, we were outraged when... Pick. Pick a subject. We were outraged. Tons of stuff we were outraged about. You're outraged about the Aboriginal kids. You should be. You should be. You're outraged about, you know, some of the police shootings that happen. You should be outraged. 
Why are we outraged about people wishing death upon fellow countrymen? Why are we just sitting here and taking it? And not taking action and being like, yeah, that's cool. They said it. This is what I was saying that Canadians, we keep taking jabs. There was another one. How many jabs are you going to take before your face is busted up and that right cross comes and you're done? And it's coming. It is coming. And so this leads into another one that somebody sent me that grinds their gears. I hate this so serious, but trust me, we got some funny ones coming up. But I want to I want to address them all at the same time. So people, this this was uh, someone sent me this one that, and it falls along the same same topic line that people who feel that the world is entitled to their opinion but can't agree to disagree, and that is the fundamental thing that is going on right now of why we're in this war on politics, this war on vaccine versus unvaccine, this this war that's, that's occurring. It's a, it's a civil war within our own country, and it's an intellectual war. Because it's not fought with weapons, it's fought with minds. Now, I have a lot of clients, I have a lot of friends, a lot of people in my life who are liberals, who lean to the left, who have a left-leaning opinion. And I publicly always say I have a right-leaning opinion. I don't like to align myself with certain parties because right now I don't know what party is, is the best for me and my family. I honestly don't because the ones that we thought were, weren't. They don't align with our values. I have a lot of people who have different opinions than me. And not once have I ever, ever, ever ridiculed them, made them feel like shit or anything. This is why open forum conversations like podcasting attracted me to do it because I can share opinions and show people that you can have different opinions from someone. You can disagree with somebody and still be friends. Agree to disagree. If you think that everybody should get a COVID vaccine. And I think that it's a people's right to choose whether or not they get that. Why can't we say, hey, you have your opinion. I have mine. I respect yours. I understand the points that you're bringing up about safety and other people's safety. And the other person, I respect their views on fundamental human rights and the charter that we have the Charter of Rights and Freedoms that guarantees rights when we are born and live and are citizens of this country. I respect that. But I don't have to agree. But we can still be friends. We can still be cool. You go on with your life. I'll go on with mine. Why does it have to be that we have to argue about this? Why does it have to be your way or no way? I thought... Canada, when I was born here, when I was raised here, was a, a society of tolerant people. Instead, we've become just the exact opposite. We've become intolerant. Why does our difference of opinions need to clash? Why can't he say, you have yours, I have yours. Let's take valid concerns from both ends of them and try to meet in the middle and find a common ground where we can keep people safe and still keep businesses open and still be good people and still coexist instead it's either your way or my way or you hit the highway and you I mean according to the Toronto Star you should die 
why did it come to that? How did we get here? Where the difference of opinion and the common ground doesn't exist. You know what the common ground is? is we like to call ourselves we live in a democracy. But right now, it's hard. As the days go on, we don't. Because common ground doesn't exist with our current federal and provincial governments around the world, and around, around our country and around the world. It doesn't. So let me, you know, what grinds my gears about this is that here's what I'm going to say, and I'm just going to say it once, and I'm just going to be done with it. It is okay to have a different opinion than me. It's okay to have a different opinion from the next guy. It's okay to feel a certain way about all these topics and about what's going on in the world. It is absolutely okay. You can feel that way. You're absolutely entitled to. That's what being human is. You're allowed to be human and you're allowed to feel things. But you're not allowed to discredit somebody else because they have an opinion of their own. You're not allowed to. And I, for one, am a person who will stand up and tell you, fuck off, to your face. And I've done it before to people. And I'll do it again. We can have a different opinion and exist. I work with tons of people with different opinion. And you want to know when they say something I don't agree with? You want to know what I do? Yeah, well, you know, let's agree to disagree on that one. And it's fucking over. And we go back to doing whatever we're doing. If we're working out, if I'm training them or whatever. That's what a Canadian does. That's what a good, fuck Canadian, that's what a good person does. Agree to disagree. That's what democracy is. That's what the fundamentals of this country was built on. Difference of opinions, finding the best ways for everybody. Not what true dope wants. Now it was on, one of you guys sent me that one too. The um, Grinds Your Gears, Justin, True Dope. Now, I don't want to hate bash this man, this man child. But that's exactly what he is. Um, and I'm getting a little tired of talking about this shit right now because I want to get to the fun stuff. But let's let's talk about this guy quickly and briefly. Piece of garbage. Now, like I said, you're entitled to vote for him. That was a demo that's a democracy. And you want to know what? For six years, you guys fucking voted for it. I ain't mad. That's what I I still live in here. I still live in Canada. Maybe not for that much longer, but I still live here. So see what I did there, guys? I respected your decision. I didn't vote for him. Fuck no. I don't like the guy. I think he's a trash bag. Garbage. Like Jordan, my boy Jordan Peterson said, he's a fucking weasel. But you guys voted him in. Not, you know, when I say you guys, I mean if someone who's liberal or someone who voted for Justin Trudeau in the last six years, his, his two terms so far, you voted him in. I respected that decision. That's what democracy is. You voted him in. The guy I voted for didn't get in. Whatever. Life moves on. I bob and weave, I figure out, you know, policies change, things change, Canada got woke and started moving towards socialism, and I'm, me and my family, we maneuvered and we figured out how to live here, regardless of those changes, because that's what a democracy is, and I'm a fucking Canadian, I love being a Canadian, and I love living here, but let me tell you guys something, this, let me tell you something this right now, a lot of People, including myself, 
good, hardworking Canadians who help the country run and thrive are getting fed up and tired of this dude. And myself included, and a lot of the people I come into contact with day to day feel this way, that if we continue down this road, we will no longer be Canadians. We will leave the country. And I don't want that to happen. I don't want to see valuable friends and valuable members of society leave. I don't want to see myself leave. But the path we're headed down, it's not about me anymore. I have kids. I have a family. It's about them. It's about keeping them happy. And the path that we're headed down to with this specific leader. Now, not to say that anybody we don't elect will be this won't be the same. Because, hey, to be quite honest, if the last eighteen months didn't show you anything, they're all pretty trash baggy. But, you guys, we need to make a change in this country, and it may not be permanent. It may just be temporary. But we need to change. That's all I'm going to say about this guy. Because you know what? He doesn't deserve my breath. He's not worthy of being a leader. There are many people out there who are worthy of being a leader and that I don't even like. I wouldn't vote for them. But if they won, I wouldn't be mad. I'll do the same thing I did the last six years. I'll bob and weave and pivot and work around the different policies that change. And if it became too much, I would leave the country like many people have done and like many people are doing. Anyway, so I hope I addressed everybody's concerns around those political things. And um, you want to know what it boils down to, everybody, is we are human beings. We are Canadians. We are all Canadians. We were born here. Some of us immigrated here. We have the right to be here. We have the right to speak, the right to think, the right to act the way we want to, as long as it's within the confines of the law. And what's happening right now is they're trying to change the law to suit them. And when I say them, I mean the government. Who else? People who are regulating these conversations, the people who might regulate this podcast. That's what I'm going to say, and I'm going to end it there. So we need to just start zeroing in guys there are bigger things in the world happening like the killing of innocent people and children and women raping of women that's going on in china it's going on in north korea those are real human issues and we're sitting at home here fighting about vaccines and who's getting the jab and who's going to lose their livelihood because they don't want to do something that's what we're fighting about when people are out there actually fighting for their lives and actually have real fucking problems. This isn't a problem, guys. This isn't a problem. There are people out there who are really suffering. Look at Afghanistan. People out there really suffering. I watched a news report and the mom was speaking in, in I don't know, Afghani, whatever the language is. And her child was there and he was sleeping on rocks in the street. As a dad, that fucking bugs me. That angers me. That the decisions we made in the Western world led to that. That's still happening. And we're here fighting about this. You know, we're trying to get people unemployed because they don't 
get a shot. We're trying to tell people we wish they die because they don't do something we don't want to. And halfway across the world, we have people dying and being bombed and terrorist organizations taking over countries and dictators starving their fucking populations to death. And we have the Republic of China raping women and putting them in the sex trade. And we're here yelling about vaccines and the, and you know, taking away people's rights when the, the, what happens with all these things when you take away rights and civil liberties and all that the, the evidence is right there look at china look at afghanistan it's all there and we're sitting here arguing about it i've just gone 45 minutes about it and i could keep going but i'm not going to because there's some fun shit to talk about so you know what really grinds my Years. This is a good one. When fat people give you health advice. Now, this grinds my gears because if you did any paying attention in the last 18 months and you looked at the TV, there was a ton of fat people trying to give you health advice. Stop giving health advice if you was a fat shit. Now, I'm not saying that to what? What's that word? Fat shaming? I don't even think that's a thing. That's a thing that woke made up to. Uh, yeah. No, no, I'm not fat shaming or but if I'm telling, if you're out of shape, don't be giving me fitness advice. Don't be telling me how to eat when you got 16 rolls on your cheek and you, you just fat fuck. No, if your belly hangs over and you can't see your dick, you should not be giving anybody health advice. I don't care what you read about whatever topic it is, whether it's pandemic related or health and fitness related. If you are a fat shit you have no responsibility to tell anybody about health matters that includes fucking doctors too that i know i'm going to expand this grinds my gears to doctors as well as much as i respect them i love doctors they fixed me up quite a few fucking times when i broke myself i have a good relationship with doctors no ton of them train with a bunch of them train some of them personally as my clients all good people but fucking hell Take care of yourself. If you're going to be telling people out there, go do this and go do that and get healthy and you need to do this, take care of your fucking self too. Worst thing I can see when I walk into a doctor's office is a fat doctor. You're supposed to be the picture perfect of health, taking care of your health and wellness. That's what a doctor is. Take care of yourself too, sir. Ma'am, take care of yourself so that you can practice what you preach not just pump people full of drugs. That's what really grinds my gears about that one. That was a good one. Thank you for ever sending that one in. All right. Next one we're going to talk about is <laughs> what grinds our gears. People who wear knee braces over their pants. I'm sure you've seen this. I've seen this on the subway a few times when I used to be poor and take the subway. Now I drive like a gangster because I fucking can own a car. It's great. Everybody should have one. The whole purpose of a knee brace is to stabilize the joint. Our whole purpose of a brace, that matter, is to stabilize the joint. Well, what the fuck do you think you're doing if you're putting it over the fabric? Every time you move, the fabric moves, so the brace moves. So you really think it's stabilizing the joint? That's my dumb layman version of explaining the science to you. If you need to wear a brace like that in public, wear a pair of baggier pants, put it on underneath, 
like it's supposed to. You look like a fucking idiot with a neoprene brace over top of sweatpants. Better yet, you look like a fucking idiot with one of those big-ass donjoys over top of your jeans. Stupid. You want to wear skinny jeans, but you have a fucking knee injury. Put on a baggy pair of fucking shorts or pants and fucking put on the knee brace like it's supposed to. Gee, you stupid idiot. Better yet, let's expand this one. This one's got me going. I'm going to keep going. When you go to the gym, you see those guys bench pressing 600 pounds, barely moving the weight. <laughs> but then they got fucking elbow sleeves all over their fucking elbows. Well, newsflash, dumbass. If you weren't doing so much fucking weight and not doing it properly, you wouldn't need the elbow sleeves. Or the guys that are squatting with knee braces on, they're squatting 600 pounds, doing half reps. They wonder why they need the knee brace to squat. Well, dummies. Grinds my gears. That was like, that's a common sense one. You thought you'd think it was, but the next one, it's very similar, is uh, people who walk around in public with K tape on. I saw this one this past weekend. I was at um Vaughn Mills buying my very first bow and arrow. Shout out to all the archers out there. I'm about to be one of you guys. I saw this girl. Triple masking, you know, I'm just making fun of her because how scared do you have to be to wear three of those fucking things on your face? Jesus Christ, if you gotta wear three, just don't leave the house. Jeez, what's wrong with you? Three? It was like 40 degrees the other day. What's wrong with you? Like, when I see that, I'm just like, you know what, you know, just stay away. Get away. You got more problems than catching corona. Three masks on a fucking 40 degree day. Anyway, so she's wearing three masks and she had K tape on both of her knees. And it was like peeling off. Like it wasn't like fresh, good looking K tape. Like when you watch a beach volleyball, some of those chicks got the thing. No, no. First of all, I have a degree in kinesiology and I can tell you in one sentence, not in one of my fucking textbooks, was K tape ever a valid, uh, valid treatment option for any injury. It literally pulls your skin. I've used it. I've tried it. It does absolutely nothing for an injury. All you do is look like a fucking idiot with colorful tape on your fucking knees. Or elbows. Or shoulder. If, you know, save it for sport. You know, if you're going to wear it, just wear it in sport and pretend like you're hurt in the sport and it makes it look all cool. Oh, yeah, she's got K-tape on her shoulder. It's hitting the volleyballs. It's cool. We're in public. Put some fucking pants on and wear a knee brace underneath. Stupid. All right. Next thing we're going to do. <laughs> All right. So this one happens a lot. I'm sure it's happened to everybody, especially if you work in an office. This one happens quite a few times in an office when I worked in an office. When, you know what grinds my gears? When someone says, hey, Ashton, how you doing? You look a little tired today. What the fuck did you just say? When someone says you look a little tired, plain and simple, they're telling you you look like shit. They're not telling you you look good, you look spry, you look like you're going to do great things. They know they're telling you you look like shit. When someone says that, they're telling you you look like shit. When someone says, hey man, you look a little tired. Are you okay? You look a little tired. That's what they're saying, you look like shit. So two things. Maybe you do look like shit. Then you should probably go home and get some rest. 
freshen up and look a little better. Or the other thing is you should probably tell them to fuck off when they say that because that's what I would do now. Once I realize that when people say you look tired, it means that you look like shit. Now I just want to tell them to fuck off. So, moral of the story, when people tell you you look tired, say you're an asshole. That's what I would do. All right, here's a good one. So you know what really grinds my gears? Canadian spinoff shows. Now this has been happening for oh, so many years, Canada. We're so desperate to be cool like the Americans that we have to take every show that they do and make a Canadian version so that we can show that we're super, super independent and we can come up with our own ideas. You know, you know, like Canadian Idol, the show that nobody fucking watches. You know, like the show, like, who, whoever won an episode of Canadian fucking Idol? I don't even know. Anyone know? Besides things still on. No, American Idol's still on. Well, they have a whole bunch of different singing shows that are all stupid. But we had to come up with our own. Well, what else did we do? We did Wipe Out Canada. It was funny enough watching Americans wipe out. Why the fuck do we need to do it in Canada? Stupid. Nobody's watching that shit. Well, and then we do like Master Chef Canada. Like Canada. Come on. We're such a good country with such a diverse amount of people. We can't come up with original hit shows ourselves. Every time America does a fun reality show, we got to fucking make a stupid spinoff and put Canada on the end. Like the Amazing Race Canada. Make up our own shows. Are we that dumb and not that that unindependent? We can't make up our own shows? I swear. I know so many smart people. Somebody make up a show that's better than what they do in America and like not a spin-off of those dumb fucking shows. Because nobody watches them. I don't even have Canadian freaking channels on my tele. Like I don't have cable because Canadian television pissed me off. Fuck CBC, by the way. <laughs> all right <laughs> all right we got another one here we go so oh this one's good so what grinds my gears is when you're so excited to eat and you eat right away when the food gets to your table and you burn your mouth and then you burn your tongue and then you can't taste the rest of the food you know what this happens to me you know what this happens to me a lot is pizza because primarily pizza is for those that don't know pizza is my fucking favorite food when i commit to eating a pizza it generally means i'm hungry it means i'm tired and i don't give a shit about my diet at the current moment which means that i just want it in my belly and you know when it comes to the door or you pick it up from the fucking store and they pull it out of the oven and you're like, oh, I want that pizza. And you just take that, you, you see it, it's sizzling. You see the fucking smoke coming off the pizza. It's like, okay. You put your first, you put your teeth on it, your teeth get a little hot. You're like, oh, no, it's got to cool down. You put it back on your plate. You're watching a movie with your girl and you're like, three seconds later. Look down at that slice. Is it cold enough yet? And then my dumb man brain will say, yes, it's cold enough three seconds later. And I pick up that fucking bun and I, or sorry, that piece of pizza and I put it in my mouth. 
and I take that bite. And that very first bite and the sauce and everything hits your mouth and it's wonderful. But that little piece right up there burns off. And you know when it, you have the skin hanging from it and you start tonguing it like all fucking day. That was the first bite of the pizza only. You not even got to the second bite yet. That was the first bite. Your mouth's already fucked. Now you think because you know you took the first bite twenty seconds ago, and you've been chewing for another ten, and your mouth is burned now, and you're just getting over it and getting over that, you know, shock and pain of top of your mouth being burned. You're gonna be okay for that second bite. You take that second bite because you're a dumb fucking idiot, just like I am. You take that second bite, and the second bite burns your tongue. Now you have a burnt tongue, right there at the tip. In the top, you have that piece of skin flapping around, and you eat the pizza, and you can't even taste it anymore. And then you wake up the next day, you can't taste shit for three days. Yes, that really grinds my gears. Thank you to whoever put that. That grinds my gears because, you know what? I love pizza, and it gets me every damn time, and it pisses me off. But you want to know something? I'm going to keep doing it because pizza is fucking delicious, and it's meant to be eaten hot, and I'm going to eat it hot and burn my mouth. From now to the day I die because I am a dumb man. I said it out loud. I'm a dumb man. I keep eating hot pizza. What's next? Here we go. I love this shit, guys. Thanks. <laughs> so, oh. When you get splashback. So, what grinds my gears is when you get splashback on bright colored pants now this used to be a major problem back in the day when men used to wear khakis all the time when khakis were a thing and everybody was wearing khakis my mom and dad bought me a pair of khakis and i wore them to the school a few times wore them out to interviews and shit growing up and you'd be like nervous so you go pee before the interview you go take a piss and for those who don't know so mainly females who don't have a penis when you go and you pee you know you're supposed to shake a little bit and sometimes when you pee in a urinal there's like a thing called a splash and it splashes back now you're busy peeing because you need to get it out you don't know it then you zip 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 and you look down and because you're wearing khakis really bright pants there's all these wet spots right on the front but you didn't pee your pants it's just splashback but you know i had it before where i had a job interview and i was actually late for the interview because i went to go pee oh splashback on my pants and i had to sit in the washroom using the, the the dryer and i just holding my pants like this trying to dry them didn't work but i sat in the washroom for about 10 minutes to the the, the wash the wet spots kind of like dried out a little bit and i could like you know walk with my hands in front of my dick you know to kind of screen it and then i walked in and i was late for the interview and then thankfully you know the guy sat me down and then i could shake his hand while you know my area was concealed so it didn't look like i was a fucking bedwetter now i didn't get the job but what can you do? So yes, splashback on bright pants is a issue. 
So what I do suggest based on past experience is if you have a job interview, please wear darker pants because I've done it before and uh, you know what? You might not get the job because they're going to look like you pee your pants if you have to go pee. And the next one. There we go. So, um, <clears throat> all right, mandatory tipping at certain places. Now, as I have gotten older, I have gotten better at tipping. Now, what I mean by that is when I was young, I would just, you know, give a few bucks here or there. Now I got older, you know, I get the, the standard 10%. I tip whatever my tax is, basically. Plus a little extra if I like the person. But I understand this. And I think a lot of bars do this. Uh, especially for like uh, big parties. They do mandatory tipping. Now, it grinds my gears because sometimes people do a shitty job. Like a waitress or a waiter does a shitty job. And all of a sudden I have to give them you know, 15 automatic percent. Because even though they did a shit job. It's a pretty shitty thing to for restaurants to do. Now, I'm going to wonder if you could say no. I'm not going to involve a mandatory tipping. Now, uh, this one's a little tricky because I haven't been in uh establishment that is mandatory tipped in a long time, you know, because, you know, COVID made everything illegal for a long time. But, uh, you know, if somebody mandatory tips you, I'd say screw you. I'm going to give you what I feel like is right. And, you know, and it all depends on where you are in life because I can tell you this right now, you know, 10 years ago, I wouldn't be able to tip the tax plus more. I would, uh, I couldn't afford it. And so it depends on where you are in life. So mandatory tipping is stupid. I don't agree with it. Uh, service industry jobs are important and they do rely on tips. But I would say if someone does a stellar job, tip them very well and give them what they deserve. Someone does a shitty job, tip them not so well and give them one of those, one of those maybe. I don't know. Depends how bad it was. But mandatory tipping, I'm not in for. You know what is out there that, you know, hold on, before I move on. Have you ever been to a hotel? They charge a tax on a hotel, like a, a, a hospitality tax. You know, you can just say no. So uh, next time you go to a hotel, check your bill. There's like a travel or tourism or hospitality tax. You can just say, no, I'm not paying that, and you just don't pay it. So that's a little tip uh, for those of you. Uh happened to me once, and I didn't have to pay it. So there you go. Um, so you know what really grinds my gears is unsalted fries from the drive-thru. Oh, yes. So... I'm going to call out a specific Wendy's. And why Wendy's? Because I'm a Wendy's man. I like Wendy's. I like eating Wendy's fries. I like eating Wendy's burgers. I like the chicken nuggets. I like the spicy chicken wrap. I recently, this weekend, had a spicy chicken sandwich. I like the double burger. I like the, the junior bacon cheeseburger. I like the double stack burger. I like the whole fucking menu. But what really grinds my gears is when I'm incredibly fucking hungry and I've committed. I have committed. It's just like pizza. I have committed to eating this shitty food. When I say shitty, I mean shitty for my body. When I, It's delicious, by the way. And I get to the drive-thru. And the one at, um, I live in, uh, 
lee side area. So the one at Overly Boulevard, those fucks, they always make the fries and they don't salt the fries. So I ask, sometimes I just drive through and I want some fries. I'm hungry. I want some freaking potatoes. My wife is Irish, so she's rubbed off on me and I want some goddamn potatoes. And I go to that drive through and they give me my fries. And I put my hand in the bag. You know when you're driving? Just driving down the street and you're like, ah. And that first one is supposed to be good. It's supposed to be make. You had a long day. It's supposed to make that rest of the drive. And you bite that fry and it's unsalted. Fuck, that's annoying. So if you work at a fast food joint, and I worked at KFC, I know how things fucking go there. Fucking salt the fries. People expect some goddamn salt on those fries. Give them the sodium. Jesus Christ. You put it in everything else in mass quantities. Why can't you... For, why can't they have like a, a... Why does it have to be a shaker? Why Everything else is automated at Wendy's and McDonald's. Why can't they just put the fries in the friggin' big thing that they scoop it out of and it just... Gotta invent that. There's no excuse for unsalted fries. It's a fucking travesty. Alright. You know what really grinds my gears? Pineapple on pizza. I'm a pizza man, and I 100% endorse this grind my gears, whoever sent me this one. I do not endorse fruits on pizza. It's a travesty. My wife loves it. It's stupid. The other... The other day we had Domino's Thin Crust, by the way. Domino's Thin Crust, legit. One of the best fucking things ever. Shout out to Domino's. Shout out to those Indian men making my pizza down the street. You guys do a damn good job, right? My people know how to make a good pizza. Anyway, <clears throat> so she orders this the ham and pineapple, and she put jalapenos on it. And so, like, you get a bite with the ham and the jalapenos, and it's good. And you're like, yes delightful and then the corner of your mouth you took a small bite of that stupid pineapple and it creeps in and it gives it a little sweet taste and it fucks the whole bite up now pizza is supposed to be a saucy cheesy meaty experience maybe some green peppers in there some hot peppers some chili flakes some dipping sauce do not fuck it up with sweet stuff I will say it again. Do not fuck pizza up with sweet stuff. It's a travesty. You should be shot for doing that. No, I'm just kidding. You shouldn't be shot. That was very un-Canadian of me to say that. I am sorry. I apologize. I was out of line. That was my toxic masculinity talking. But do not put pineapple on pizza or I will punch it and get it off my pizza. I don't want that crap on pizza. So thank you to whoever sent that one in. It was great. I hate pineapple on my pizza. It's disgusting. All right. So, you know what really grinds my gears? And this happened to me not too long ago. When you have a great experience at a restaurant. Well, you know what? Restaurants have been closed for so long. I don't know how it's hard. To, it's not hard to have a great experience. Now you're just happy you don't have to cook shit. So, you go to the restaurant. You have a great experience. Waiter's good. Waitress is good. Food's awesome. But you've been sitting there for an hour, your ass hurts, sitting there for an hour and a half. The conversation with whoever you're with is kind of dried up. You're ready to go on. You're ready to leave. You're ready to go. The waiter said he would be back, but he's not coming back. And all you did was ask for the bill, and he is not there 30 minutes later. And all you want to do is pay and get the fuck out, but you can't. And you just... So much time do you put your hands on your chair? You consider getting up and be, being like, well, I'm just gonna pay at the front. But the person says, No, 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 just wait, he's coming, he's coming. I just saw him, he's around the corner, and it takes half an hour. Fuck. 
Now, I've never worked in a restaurant, and I don't know how busy it is. But Jesus Christ, when I say get the bill, just give me the damn bill so I can give you some money and get the fuck out. I'm trying to make your job easier. Give me the damn money. Or give me the bill so I can give you the damn money. Sometimes, you know what? That cuts your tip in half. Just, you know, someone asks for the bill. Go get the damn bill. They get the fuck out. You don't have them at your table anymore. Get the damn bill. So, yeah, that grinds my gears when the waiter or waitresses take forever to get the bill. Now, I'm not being disrespectful for all the beautiful waiters and waitresses out there who do that job. Shout out to you. But I am saying if someone asks for the bill, get the bill right away. We want to get the fuck out of there. That's why we asked for the bill. All right. So, you know what really grinds my gears? And this really grinds my gears. Thank you for whoever sent this. Shout out to whoever sent this. This is my favorite cookie. Too many Oreo flavors. And I agree. I'm Ashton Imdari, and I'm giving a public service announcement. And there are way too many Oreo fucking flavors. When I grew up, there was two Oreos. There was original and double stuffed. You want to know something? That's all you fucking need. You don't need birthday cake and cinnamon roll. And I saw another one there the other day and peanut butter Oreo. No. You need original and double stuff. And you know the only other sizes you need is regular size and family size. And maybe Costco size. Cost Shout out to Costco. Okay, so let me tell you this. When the pandemic started, like everybody, you were a little sad. Shit was a little weird. So I went to Costco and I saw this. Um, they're selling Oreos. So it's in a little box this big. So you're like, oh, cool. Oreos. I get two of the regular packs in one. No, think again, Costco. Costco put five in that box. And you want to know something, ladies and gentlemen, listening to this, and I'm going to tell you this, and I'm going to tell it to you right now. You're going to listen because you got this far, and I'm going to keep telling you this, is I shit black for like five days because you want to know something. When you put that much Oreos in one box, I'm going to eat them all, and they're highly fucking addictive. Fun fact, did you know Oreos have the same addictive properties as cocaine? No shit, because I eat every one once I open it. And that's why you don't fuck with the formula, Mr. Christie. Oreos, only regular and double stuff. And even go even further, fuck regular, double stuff. When I go to the store, I look for Oreos with a little pink on the package, because you know what that means? It's double stuff. And that's the only one I want. Double stuff Oreos. The rest of them suck balls. I just want double stuffed Oreos, regular. If it's not available, I'll take regular. But double stuff and regular are the only things you need. Don't mess with something that already works. It's as addictive as crack cocaine. You don't need more. You just need to keep pumping out the same shit. That's what really grinds my gears. That one really got to me because I love Oreos. And you can tell I'm passionate about that one. Here we go. We do a few more, and I'm going to call this shit. So, here we go. You know what really grinds my gears is the wet handshake. So, for those of you who don't know, well, and not fuck you, you all know. If you're a working adult, you have been involved with the wet handshake. And what is the wet handshake? The wet handshake is simply someone whose hand is wet. And they go like this. Why? Why? And now all of a sudden, your hand is incredibly wet with whatever the fuck was on their hand. So normally, it's somebody who went to the washroom. They went to go pee or poo. 
and they washed their hand. They came out of the washroom and, you know, they put their hands in the dryer for two seconds just to get the little ones off. And then you came charging out of the washroom like, hey, Jim, how are you doing today? Without thinking, he touches your hand and your hand is still wet. It's a piss off. First of all, I don't know if you need to use soap. Your hand could still be have poo particles on it, and you'd be touching my wet hand. Wet poo particles. It's probably even more contagious when it's wet poo particles. If your hands are wet, even if it's sweat, like be like gentle. Sorry, man. Let me just and give the person the option. Be like, oh no, man. Nah, let's do that elbow, stupid elbow thing. All the fucking politicians. That's stupid. That grant no. Wet foot. This day and age. Where they're you know, we don't want to touch each other's hands because of COVID. So let's touch each other's elbows. That's stupid as fuck. Just be a man and do like this. Then wash your hand after if you're that scared. What's wrong with you? It's airborne. It's not on your fucking hand. Wash your hands like a normal clean person. Instead, you're like, oh, let's touch elbows. <clears throat> That's stupid. Stupid. I'm not gonna touch elbows with you. Touch my fist like a normal dude. Like that. And if your hand is wet, dry it. Or if your hand is wet, just be like, hey, I wanna shake your hand, but my hand's wet, so let's just do like like that. Like, you know, or the headshot. Be like the other day, <clears throat> I had a new client come in to see me, and I was in the washroom before when while she was coming in, and our first interaction was like right when I came out of the washroom. My hand was still a little wet because I was—I just used the paper that is still wet, and I considerably said, "Hey, nice to meet you. Let's do this instead," because I just came out of the washroom and my hand's still a little bit wet, and that's really disrespectful of me to touch you with that wet hand. I hope from now on you all will have that same consideration and not touch people with that nasty wet hand. Especially, especially if you came out of the washroom. So I don't know if you have no stinky poo particles on your hand. All right, let's do one more before I wrap this shit up. All right, all right, maybe we'll do two more. We'll do two more. All right, so you know what really grinds my gears? This one grinds my gears too because it happens quite frequently when Netflix buffers. All right, so. Why is this a big piss off? Well, first of all, if you have good internet and you pay a pretty penny, like if you have shitty internet and Netflix buffers, then you know what? You fucking shitty internet, Netflix is buffering. But if you're like me and you paid for the highest fucking package, I, I paid for gigabyte upon gigabyte upon gigabyte of speed. Netflix, fuck it. I never want to see that stupid spinning circle. When I click play, I want to see a streamline of internet television right to my TV. I don't want the little circle. I hate it. Especially when you're in the real good part of a show, then all of a sudden, you got that stupid fucking Netflix circle. I hate it. I hate it. So, moral of the story, either get better internet... Or Netflix, stop fucking around. Because you keep raising the prices on people. If you're going to keep raising the prices on people, you better make sure that your shit stops buffering. That's all I'm going to say about that. Netflix. Too expensive. Too expensive. And they're not put... Actually, I'm talking shit. They had a little... You know, it's hard to put shit out during a pandemic. Alright, here we go. Last one. This is our last one. So you know what really grinds my gears? 
when snobby mofos call anyone buddy. Yeah, I'm down with that. So, well, you know, I have a lot of Italian friends, so they use that word buddy a lot. But I think what we're really getting into right here is what really grinds your gears is when, uh, you know, you're talking to someone and they say, hey, buddy. No, I'm not your buddy. I just met you. I'm not your buddy. This happens a lot when you get in, like, confrontations too like it like walmart or something i don't go to walmart that often but i've seen it where you're at walmart and someone like bumps you hey what's up buddy well, i'm not your buddy don't say what's up to me you call me buddy stupid i don't have much to say about that because those kind of people are stupid but yes it does grind my gears when a person refers to every person as buddy now that's all we have time for for today there is a long ass list more that you guys sent me but i mean i've gone on for quite a bit of time and it was fun and i had a great time and i'm going to do this again and we're going to do more and i want to just thank everybody for watching for listening for tuning in for keeping me going this keeps me going guys being able to come on here and to talk shit on the microphone and say stuff that people is bugging them and they want to hear people say stuff about it but they they don't have the voice for their own so i just want to say thank you for listening also in the first part of this podcast was very deep very dark we we're talking about political issues and stuff that people were um uh asking me to address and i did and i can do it some more um but i won't and I just want to say this. I just want to say this to everybody out there before we wrap up this. And I want to say this and I want it to be clear. I don't want it to just come genuinely. Be a good fucking person. With everything that's going on in the world right now, with media manipulating us, with governments manipulating us, be a good person. And what I mean by that is do the right thing. Do the right thing for you and your family. Take care of you, your health, and your family. Don't worry about what I'm doing. Don't worry about what the next man's doing. Don't worry about what the other guy down the street is doing. Be responsible for your own health, your own family, and your own well-being. That is the most important thing we need to take away from all this ranting that I did today on all this incessant talking. Be responsible for your life, for yourself, for your health. Now let me tell you this, and I'm going to go on, I guess, going on again. No injections or no medications or no pharmaceutical company is going to make you healthy. I'll say that again. No injections. No pharmaceutical company, no medicine is going to make you healthy. Those are all Band-Aid solutions. I am a health and fitness provider. That's what I do for a living. Health and fitness and longevity is decided by how much work you're willing to put in, consistently exercising, taking care of yourself eating right, getting enough sleep, reducing stress, taking care of your health, 
taking care of your health. We're so obsessed with what other people are doing, we don't, we're not paying attention to ourselves. Health is coming from within. It comes from here. It comes from here. It doesn't come from things that you inject or you swallow. It doesn't come from advice from the government. It comes from you. The actions you take day to day. Waking up, putting in the work, going to work, exercising, eating the right foods. Now, I sat here and I ranted about Wendy's and, and pizza and all those things I love. But those are just fun foods I have once in a while. Yeah, you don't make friends with salad, but you definitely make a good lifestyle. So please, if you take anything away from today, is take your life and your health into your own hands. We have been forced for the last 18 months to believe that other people know what's best for us. That's not true. Only you know what's best for you. Only you know what's best for your family. And if you decide that you want to do something like take the jab, because that's the best option for you and your family, then I respect that choice. And I expect that respect back if for someone who doesn't make that choice. Take your health and your well-being into your own hands and just be a good person. Let's stop with the bullshit. There's so much stuff going on around the world. So much stuff. I want you to just honestly, I want you to take a look at Yemeni Park's Yamoni Park, sorry if I'm butchering her name, interview with Joe Rogan and listen to the real struggles people are going through because we are quite frankly fucking soft. We have been handed a good life. We live in a beautiful country where we have all these luxuries and we're here bickering about all these things when the real problem is going on over there. Those are the people that need help. Those are the people that need the attention. The media should be on those situations and those people, those women and children that are being raped, those children that are malnutrition, those men that are being beaten and thrown in jail in all those countries. In Afghanistan, children sleeping on rocks on the floor, bombs going off, killing military members. Those are the things we should be talking about and fixing and worrying about. Not about whether somebody took a pharmaceutical whether somebody didn't take a pharmaceutical, whether you're six feet away or not six feet away, fuck it, guys. 18 months. How long more are you willing to go on with this? So I'm going to conclude this podcast today with just be a good person. Be Canadian. Stop wishing harm on others. Wish great for others. And be a good person. Thank you for joining me today. Thank you for listening, and I want you to please like and subscribe. Those freaking buttons on the bottom, subscribe. The more people that subscribe, the more I grow, the more I can do, the more things I can do, the more reach I can have, the more people I can talk to, the more information I can spread, the more positive news I can share, the better I can do for everybody in this world. And I, I genuinely started this thing and interviewing people with the intention to get information, valuable information from amazing people out into the public. And that's exactly what I want to do. And I can only do it with your support. So please like, please share, please spread the word of this podcast, this channel, everything I'm doing. And please just keep messaging me, asking me questions, 
you know, if you're concerned, if you're having a bad day, just reach out. I will talk to you. I don't care. I think everybody has gone through so much in the last 18 months. And I want to be here for everybody and be a voice for those who don't have the strength to have a voice. And so I thank you for being with me on this podcast today. It was a, this was a great experience doing these rants and talking about these these touchy political issues. And I don't care to talk about them. That's my personality. I'm good to go. So thank you for joining me. Please like, subscribe, share, tell your friends, jump up and down. Ashton's awesome. Grands Gears podcast is awesome. Thank you so much for joining me. And that's it for me. Peace out. Hey, everybody. Thank you for watching. Please do me a favor. Click the like below. Share on YouTube. Share on Instagram. Share on Facebook. Spread the word so I can keep creating more content for you. And keep providing you with a great podcast experience. Peace out.